Hello, and this is William Tharp. Uh, thank you for joining me today on Home Quizzes, Questions About Real Estate Podcast. So today's question is going to be, what is a Zestimate? And this is going to be episode 15. So to answer the question directly, a Zestimate is a, a, a property evaluation done by Zillow based on various processes that they feel is a good estimate to the approximate value of your home at any particular time, all right? Now, having said that, I'd, I'd like to dive into a little bit more of how this process is done and kind of how Zillow did it. Now, back in 2004, Zillow was created, a couple of uh, real estate professionals. One, I believe, was uh, from an assessor's office. The other had an understanding of how uh, property evaluations were done, and they both kind of look across what was happening on the internet, saw what was happening with Amazon and eBay, and realized that uh, the next big explosion would be real estate. So. They wanted to be a better part of that, and they decided to go ahead and take the information that they had learned and worked with in their previous uh, jobs and uh, take property valuations for all the homes in America over a period of time. Now, for myself, we were doing the same thing at the city of Miami, so it was kind of neat. We, we beat them by, you know, a couple of years, I think. Um, we were doing our own zoning application, which one of the, the pieces of it was to do a uh, property evaluation, but yet also learn about your varying properties, zoning and land use and who your, your code enforcement people were. It was um, a little bit greater depth than what Zila was doing. But still, one of the main things that my office had to do all the time was, you know, once a month, we would receive from the county assessors all the property information and its tax base. And we would need to go ahead and update our records as part of the, the maintenance process that we did for the city. For the city, this was greatly important for um, us to know when property changed hands, not only because we knew that would trigger a new valuation and or higher taxes, hopefully, but um, it would also, depending upon uh, the nature of the property, could trigger some some different, um, you know, uh, licensing or some issues that may have happened with zoning or, you know, property related um, things that we needed to track from a, from a standpoint of the city. So uh, really, really, really deep in the weeds on that particular process and know it well. So I can appreciate what Zillow did for the entire nation. Now, at that time, it uh, was starting to become popular for cities like, you know, New York and Miami and Honolulu, Los Angeles to be able to allow their constituents to look at their address and kind of look at their property information. But, but as a whole, when you're looking at places like in Kansas or uh, smaller cities, you know, uh, like in New Mexico or Nevada, that was an anomaly. I mean, you had to go down or give them a call or, you know, write them a letter and they'd look it up and get back to you. Now, from Zillow's standpoint, they really kind of came onto the scene more and more around 2010 when they actually started to, to offer, you know, these estimates and other services that they had allowed. They also started to buy other um, industry, you know, uh, when they bought uh, Truvia and they bought um, really an interesting buy recently was Dot Loop, which is uh, really strong in the uh, realtor industry. Realtors use Dot Loop for their contracts. It's a document repository system, but it also allows digital signatures. So it's it's greatly used. In fact, for those of you that may have uh, bought or sold a home in the last three years, I wouldn't be surprised if you used it recently. So it became more and more tied to the real estate industry with the ideal of where they're evolving now to, I think, becoming a brokerage at one point. They're already doing that in parts of the country where they actually will take consignments and or, you know, take a uh, 
a referral fee for using Zillow to, to sell their property. So I see that as a growing trend, but let's get back to Zestimate now. Now, so when you get to a Zestimate prop, what they're doing is they're getting updates from the assessor's information for the, the information about the house. They're tying to the property owner and requesting each owner for every home that's there to kind of step up and correct any issues that they see with the assessor so that those can get straightened out and provide better valuations. Many of the times when um, the assessor has information, it may be um, incorrect or it may not uh, be completely there. For instance, I've seen many um, records that may not know the number of bedrooms or bathrooms. Perhaps the square footage is a bit off. They may not record that there's a pool on property. Little things like that that the homeowner can kind of uh, make uh, Zillow in its um, uh, model of um, estimates aware of because obviously... If they're trying to match your house to another 3-2, let's say it's a 3-2 and it's not shown with any bedrooms, it's hard for them to use an algorithm that'll find that and properly evaluate your house. So Zillow is always looking to impress that upon their owners to kind of make sure they're up to date properties for their own best interest. The other reason they're doing that is to tie close to the um, the uh, the homeowner when it comes time to sell their home. You know, a lot of times you've seen perhaps the uh, make me move um, offer on uh, Zillow where you can actually kind of advertise to real estate agents and or perhaps other people that, you know, you're thinking about selling, but you know, it just has to be at the right price. Uh, so there, there are options that Zillow are starting to entice people to, to kind of get more involved in real estate. For those of you that have looked at for sale of properties uh, on Zillow, you've probably seen, you know, the agent that's the listing agent uh, shown, but in the bottom right hand, you've probably also seen the four other agents that pay to be there. Now that's also a very, very lucrative part of the Zillow model where, you know, agents pay, you know, a good chunk of change by zip code to decide to be, you know, one of the agents on that shown. So uh, just kind of heads up for that. Now, one of the things that Zillow is very, very good at disclosing, and I want to kind of go over it for you, for those of you that are looking at Zestimate from more of a, um, uh, a factual standpoint of being the value of your house, they want to disclose to you the fact that there is a median of error for using Zestimate. And it also depends on was your house sold recently? If for instance, uh, the home was sold sometime during the same year that you're getting your Zestimate, you're going to find that the, probably the degree of error since that time is about 2%. And nationwide, they actually have it as uh, 1.9. So the uh, amount of error becomes a lot larger for a home that hasn't sold in a long period of time. And a lot of that has to do with the valuation of the home from the assessors. Many um, states like Florida, California, and Texas have um, assessment caps that won't allow the property to continue, you know, you know, going up so that, you know, you don't get taxed out of your house. So that has some impact. You also have some, um, some very, very um, established neighborhoods where they don't just, they don't have a lot of turnover. So you might have a greater degree of um, error for that reason as well. So in those type properties, they go ahead and let you know that it's about 7.7%, you know, right off the top that you know, you're looking at. So if we use that as a, um, a $400,000 property, you're almost an 8% degree of error. That means that your home could be worth as much as 432,000 or as little as 368. So this is where, you know, we kind of put out that broad notice, get a real estate professional. In fact, Zillow does it themselves, you know, when it comes time, you know, how Zillow estate, you know, as estimate can be used by real estate professionals, they let everyone know, including the homeowner, that it is a starting point. And that really, if you want to get a very accurate 
uh, estimate for your home, you should uh, get the combined guidance of a real estate professional. And they actually underlined that in bold, which I thought was pretty cool. So um, realize that they also state, and, and I'm kind of reading here, kind of going over it, but you know, this estimate's just really a starting point. And uh, it's more of a historical reference because realize the most amount of the data that, that's coming up with that is coming from the assessor's office. So though the assessor may raise the value of that, uh, you know, a slight percent each year because of inflation and cost of living, it, it may not accurately affect uh, the market drive. We've had several years um, where, you know, the lack of um, um, property this year has driven up maybe, you know, a neighborhood four to six percent, you know, or even higher as eight, you know, perhaps for a year as far as evaluation. But the assessor's office, since it's capped, only shows like two to three. So you can see how over a period of like, say, maybe six to 10 years, that degree of inaccuracy can be greater. So um, the other thing they wanted to point out is that if you're looking at a estimate from the start and then when the property closes, you know, the uh, amount of error could be, and this is nationwide, you know, as much for a 5%. Let's say that you got your estimate and you put your house in the market the same day. The estimate at that, their feeling should be within like 83%, you know, of a chance of being uh, at 5% of what the sales price is. So that means that, you know, let's say you uh, put the house on the market for 400, sold it for 5% more, um, which in this case would be what, um, 420? right yeah 420 so what they're saying to you is that uh, our estimate had about a 85.7 percent chance or 83.7 percent of chance of actually being close to that so as far as you know you know kind of looking at it you know as i look at it this way if, if i'm on an airfield am i going to you've probably seen a windsock right if you've ever been to an airport and you kind of, you know, like on the flight field, you see those little um, socks of red kind of in the wind. Well, you know, they're great for telling you the direction of the wind. Perhaps they show there's no wind at all. Perhaps they show it's kind of blowing from the, le- you know, from the east or from the west or from the north. But you really can't look at them and say, okay, that's 5, 10 mile an hour wind or that's a 15 mile an hour wind. You really need to have a professional look at, you know, like a meteorologist or perhaps somebody in the tower kind of take a look at it and tell you if you're a pilot. With the degree of accuracy of 5%, and you think about it from, let's say, just simply getting on a plane in Miami and going to Boston, would you want to have that degree of error on a 5% chance of missing the airport in, you know, your landing process? You know, that uh, landing, you know, 83 0.7% of the time to me is not really a good option. I don't think many people would like to take that. So again, they're just pointing out great tool, but when it comes time for you to actually make the process of selling your home, get a professional. So whenever Zelo says that, I think that's a great thing to disclose as well. And that's what I wanted to kind of do in the podcast. Now, one of the things I wanted to kind of go into the things that go into the, the method of, of updating as estimate is very much kind of the same things that we used, we used to do at the assessor's office and also the city of Miami. And, and a lot of it is, you know, they bring in the information from the assessor's office, uh, probably on a monthly to, to bi-monthly basis. In addition to that, they're connected to all the MLSs. So if a property sells, I'm sure they have an algorithm that takes into a certain, you know, distance from your house, it'll, it'll change the valuation of that particular neighborhood or perhaps that house. 
other things it takes into account that the, the adjustment tries to, you know, in its own formulation account for would be uh, things like square footage. You know, if you have a house of 1,600 square feet, you know, and one that's 2,000 square feet, you're going to give the, you know, the, the, the 400 square foot difference to the one with 2,000. It also tries to do more of a, an ideal on where the market's going. You know, if it sees that, you know, there's a, a strong seller market, then they may, you know, adjust properties a few percent because of it. You know, but again, this is all kind of a guesstimate based upon the algorithms. And there's there's quite a few of things that go into that, just like it is when you have an assessor or a real estate agent do a market evaluation. You need to be able to take into it. One of the things that um, when uh, using estimates from uh, Zestimate that you want to take into account, though, is the one thing Zillow can't do real well is understand the valuations of neighborhoods. And the reason for that is the data that they have coming into them is really not at that granular level on a nation scale. Now, they may have some particular markets that do have that. Most don't. And so, you know, when, when you're looking at it from an, a, a market appraiser with a realtor, we don't want to take a property that's outside of your neighborhood unless we absolutely have to. And sometimes that happens because, like I had said earlier, maybe you have a, a neighborhood that doesn't turn over very often. So, you know, there's just not, not a comp. In that case, we want to take a comp that's within you know, like a quarter mile, if it's close as possible to the same spec as possible. Um, Zillow will try and do the same thing, but since they don't know a neighborhood boundary one from another, they'll try and do something, let's say, from within a half mile. But they may be pulling, you know, a like property two neighborhoods away well in certain communities especially in larger neighborhoods a neighborhood two away from mine may be worth either a hundred to two hundred thousand less or more i i live in, in a place of west broward um the home uh neighborhood that i am right now our homes go for around five to six hundred thousand the neighborhood to the north of us they go for around 350 to 450 so you can see the gap there so for a home of approximately the same size in that neighborhood compared to mine, they're going to yank my neighborhood down or my, my house valuation down. If, if I were to use, um, or excuse me, if they were to use my house as a, as a comp, it's going to yank them way up, you know, because of the difference. So, so this is one of the, the reasons for that degree of inaccuracy that the Zillow has pointed out. So, um, having said that, I just wanted to kind of review kind of the process on how property valuations are made. Um, the, uh, the role that Zestimate plays, uh, the relationships it has with not only real estate agents, but also with property owners. And uh, just to make you a little bit more of how to use that Zestimate as, as, as they do themselves as a starting point when you're talking with your real estate professional. So that'll do it for tonight. I thank you so much for listening uh, to um, Home Quizzes and uh, glad to have answered another question. And we'll look forward to answering another tomorrow in uh, episode 16. Thanks.